As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Attention all dentists and business owners. Get ready to create profit and a life of prosperity. It's Dr. Doug Radio on W4CY Radio. And here's Dr. Doug. Good morning, folks. Welcome to the Dr. Doug Radio Show. Thanks for joining us today. Today, I've got a remarkable guy that I have known for, oh, maybe a couple of years now, a gentleman by the name of Kevin Orman. And he is an international speaker, best-selling author, coach, and his key, key thing that he does is the master of self-leadership. Kevin, welcome. How are you doing? Oh, I'm wonderful, Doug. Any better, I'd be twins. How about you? Oh, man. Well, I'm I'm glad I'm not twins. You know, the only person that's really scary for is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so uh, the master of self leadership. Now yeah. that that's a great title. Uh, explain a little bit to the audience what I usually like to do, and I've I've done this so often. Uh, rather than really telling people who you are, I'd like you to kind of. Give us a little bit of a synopsis of, of who you are, how you came to be where you are now, and what you're doing. Because I know you speak all over the country and all over the world, right? Yes. Okay, yes. yeah. So let the audience uh, know a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are. Well, you know, I, one of the stories that I tell is um, a number of years ago, uh, I was I was on my way fishing with my my stepbrother and his boss, who are both counselors, and they counsel um, 
primarily people that are in trouble with the law. So a lot of kids and and uh, and, and adults as well. And uh, three and a half hour drive each way. And his boss didn't know me so well. So of course, he's a counselor. What's he going to do? He's going to start asking questions, right? That's what they do. And so he's He's asking all these questions, a little bit about my background and stuff like that. And after a little while, he stopped and he said, you're the only person I've ever met with a background like yours who's never been to prison. Why is that? Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm going, whoa, what am I supposed to do with that, right? <laughs> you know, but as I thought about it, I realized that the reason is because of that self-leadership skill set that I have developed. Because at the end of the day, until you can lead yourself effectively, you can't lead others effectively. And uh, I don't care what your title is. Leadership is about who you are, not about what your title is. And really, in many ways, not even about what you do. It's about who you are. And uh, as you develop yourself, uh, in those arenas, as you develop yourself so that you can effectively lead yourself, then you're able to effectively lead others. And so that's kind of a background, 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 background that that most people respond to uh, with criminal behavior. <laughs> you know? And so and so uh, uh, I've come a long ways, but that's the reason. And um, and in the process of that, I. Uh, um, Gosh, I, I started helping my dad in the butcher shop when I was eight years old. I ran a, I ran a butcher shop or meat market when I was 18. Then uh, I won the draft lottery. It's the only lottery I've ever won in my life. All expense paid trip into the military, whether I wanted one or not. And uh, it also cures you of playing the lottery, by the way. Oh, <laughs> yes, know? it does. <laughs> and so, uh, but uh, ended up, uh, rather than getting allowing them to finally finish the draft process, I ran down to join the Air Force. And uh, they taught me electronics. I got an electrical engineering degree after I got out. Later got an executive MBA. And, um, and through these, these processes, finally ended up um, uh, with an introduction to a fellow uh, that uh, uh, spoke. He introduced me to the people he was working with. The next thing I know, I'm doing my first program of Puerto Rico in 1989. So I've been doing this now for 27 years and change. You know, and what's interesting is that here you you had a degree in electrical engineering, right? Yeah. And you're yeah, I speaking. part of the space shuttle. And you're speaking. Well, you know, here's my problem. I, I started developing a personality, and I didn't fit in with the other engineers. And, you know, so, you know, the difference between an introverted engineer and an extroverted engineer is that the extroverted engineer stares at your shoes instead of his. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you know what, you know, what's funny about it, and, and I've talked about this before, is that so often we've we've been told what we should do or oh, I know. somewhere along the line, either it's been imprinted upon us either by our parents or by our peers or sure. probably in your case uh, by the armed forces. And, and this was well, a great way to go. And my peers and everybody too. Yeah. Sure. And, and the school system, all that stuff. Yeah. And you get yeah. to where you are. And the next thing you know is like, you know what? I'm not feeling fulfilled. Yeah. Well, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. And, and so Finding that fit is such a critical thing. And and, and really, self-leadership, that's one of the key issues because you've got to have that vision. You've got to have that passion. You've got to figure out what it is that you want to do in the world, what you want to impact the world with, how you want to do that, and the, rea and the realization with, with, um, with leading uh, 
in general, but self-leadership in particular, of course, I have to develop myself first. That's step one of leadership. You've got to develop yourself first. But then from there, we go to visioning. What's the world going to be? Then from there, we go to communicating. How are we going to get this going? Because the reality is, is that nobody gets anywhere without other people. And so are you going to be a leader and go in this direction that you envision? Are you going to be a follower and build somebody else's dream? Uh, which isn't a bad thing if that works for you. I'm not saying, you know, some people that really works for them. It just doesn't work for me. And so you have to find what fits for you. But at the end of the day, that's, that's, the, that's the key issue. But see, leadership is a fascinating thing. It, um, it, it, you can't measure it. You can't train it in the same way that you train um, um, uh, management skills or technical skills. Believe me, I've got both. Okay, and and uh, and I've got them formally. You can train those things, but you can't train leadership. Leadership has to be developed. It's an entirely different process, and it's experiential rather than intellectual. So it happens in the lower area of the brain, the um, the amygdala, the limbic system, and that sort of thing. Good leaders are felt. You feel a good leader. Okay, so let me let me ask you a couple of questions, and I'll try to do them in order rather mm -hmm. than asking them all at the same time, which I'm well known for doing. Well, so, <laughs> I can answer them all at the same time. <laughs> Clarifying-wise, now, you, you said, first of all, you need to develop yourself, and yeah. then you need to kind of create that vision. So as you do that, I, I guess my question is, could you, in fact, develop that vision – and then based on the vision, understand how you need to develop yourself. Or are, you, or yeah, yeah, are they're, we talking they're, they're, semantics they're, here? No, they're, con they're semantics. They're concurrent processes. Um, it's it's uh, because what happens is, you know, people are always looking for balance. And, you know, my books are bestsellers in work-life balance simply because um, um, they don't have categories for harmony, which is really what's, what's beyond balance. You see, if balance is, is a joke. Balance is a misnomer. Uh, if you tell me, for example, that you're a multitasker and all that kind of stuff, what you've just told me is you're mediocre at everything and because you cannot really do that. Harmony is an entirely different game because what harmony is about, if you think about perfect harmony, like uh, uh, I always think about uh, good vibrations with the Beatles and that chord, you know, ah! you know that one? Oh, and yeah. I, I always think about that one. And and if you analyze that, you find that every note is a different volume. And so you take that model into your life and, you know, your, your business life is at one volume and your, and your personal life is at another and your, your marriage is at another and your relationship with your kids is another and your spiritual life is another, your health is another. And what happens with these things is that they have to be at different levels at different points in time and – as you go through life, the volume of each of these things changes. And so what you're really doing is creating the music of your life. And so what I say is don't die with your music in you. And, and so uh, what you want to do is, is understand that it's, a, it's an evolutionary process, and it all happens concurrently. So it's not a consecutive thing. So back to your original point, all this background is for this, for this one point, and that is – that that vision and that passion is going to change. It's going to be different in 10 years than it is today, guaranteed. 
and uh, there'll be aspects that'll be the same, and maybe the overall context might be the same, but the particulars are different, and, uh, and maybe even the whole vision changes as times change and as things change. So it is a, it is a constantly evolving process, and that's really the key. That's true. Uh, so you have to, what that means is that self-leadership, self-development, all these things are a lifelong quest. They become a lifestyle. And because they become a lifestyle, um, you've got you've to understand that you're never going to arrive. It's like golf. Okay, Golf is a game that can always be played but never mastered. If it could be mastered, the best golfers in the world wouldn't need a coach anymore, would they? So there's always a new game is what you're saying, regardless of what you've, what you've reached some pinnacle of what you thought your yeah. purpose and vision was. And sure. you go, okay, been there, done that. Now, now what? what's my next game to play? Or, or my next step or, yes. you know, uh, however it works. And it might be a total uh, different thing. It might be a continuation into a bigger picture of what it was before because – it, you know, I always liken it to climbing a ladder um, or, or even climbing a mountain. doesn't matter. As you get higher, what happens is you can see farther and you discover that there are things out there that you didn't know existed when you were sitting on the ground. And so as you get higher and higher and higher, um, the vistas open and there's more and more and more that you can see. And so it becomes then a matter of saying, OK, where does this fit within who I am and what I want to do? Where does this fit with uh, what I can help the world with and how I can help people and, and uh, the, the differences that, the, that are available? I mean, look, I took my first computer class in 1971, okay? That computer filled a whole building, cost millions of 1971 dollars, which is tens of millions of today's dollars, and did less than most pocket calculators do. And, and you look at the, all those changes – that technology has brought, the ability to do what we're doing at this moment, for example, and all these things that we have, the fact that I have this little computer in my pocket called an iPhone, you know, that, that uh, can do all these things, you know, it, 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 is, it, is, it has radically changed what's possible. So in a sense, it climbed us up the mountain a ways, and now we can see all these things that we couldn't see before. And so that's a, that's a, that's a very concrete example, but the, but the, but the example extends into all all the realms, not just that one. Wow! So, so you you made a statement that as listeners are listening to this, and there's someone probably driving, or you know, <laughs> doing, you know exercising or or whatever, uh, listening to it on iHeart. Sure. And and basically, they're going, okay. So you're telling me, Kevin, that I I can't be trained on how to develop better self-leadership, I've got to personally, Coached. is a development thing, but how do I do that? That's a great question. Here's your problem. That's the wrong question to ask. We always go to how. That's because of the way we're, we're, we're propagandized in the school system. We always go to how. It's the wrong question. The question is, why should I do that? Answer that one first. Answer why. And then how starts to become more obvious. And then what becomes more obvious yet? Uh, I talk about, you know, Simon Sinek talks about that, but I talk about that concept in what I, in a, in a model of a three-legged stool. You know, I've milked cows, and, and you sit there on that little three-legged stool milking the cows, right? And 
And uh, imagine a three-legged stool, and um, and that could be your life, your business. It doesn't make any difference. The first leg is the technical leg. This is what. This is what you do. Ask anybody on the planet what they do, and they can usually tell you. I uh, am a housewife. I am a barber. I am a dentist. I am a whatever I am, right? An engineer. Pick one. Uh, that's, that's what they do. It's not what you are, but it's what, it's what you do. Okay? That's the technical leg. Now, the management leg is, uh, is relative to systems. Management's really about systems. Uh, it, it buys you some leverage because of those systems. And so what happens is that uh, leadership then is the third leg. Leadership is, uh, is an entirely different animal than management is. It's very, very different. And, uh, and, and as I mentioned, has to be developed. Now, you develop it in a lot of different ways. But what you do is, first of all, you've got to recognize that you're going to need some help. You can't develop it on your own. Um, you know, and that help can come in all kinds of ways. It can help uh, with a mentor or a coach. It can come with uh, books that you read. It can come with other things. But at the end of the day, all that's just information. And in order to really operationalize that, then you've got to go out and practice. And, uh, and, and as you do that, it rewires your brain. And you end up changing who you are. I'm a very different person. Everybody who knows me and has known me long term. I've got a, a sister who's also a counselor. Why do I have so many counselors in my family? I don't know. Uh, I might say something about how crazy the background was. But uh, they needed to help themselves. That's usually how counselors get in there. I hate to say that, but it's true. Okay, uh, I'm not going to repeat that. Yeah, don't, don't, yes. don't do that. But it's, but, but it's generally true. And it doesn't mean they don't do good work. And it doesn't mean that they're, they're not valuable. I'm not saying that at all. I am saying, though, that that tends to be what draws them in. And so, uh, and so what happens is that, um, um, you know, her, for example, she said, you have changed more than anybody I've ever met from who you are to who you you were to who you are now. And that's what self-leadership does. That's what it is. That's what it's about. And so how did I do that? Well, what I did was what I'm just describing to you. I found coaches. I found mentors. I read books. I went to seminars. I did all these things. I worked with people, and I got all the bits and pieces, put them together. Because here's your problem. Leadership, because it happens in the feeling part of you, doesn't happen up here where your language lives, is is very difficult to describe. That's the reason people have a hard time with it. We're trained all the way through school to be able to, to quantify and describe things. Leadership works like the wind. You look out the window, you see the trees blowing, you know the wind is blowing, but you're not seeing the wind. What you're seeing are the effects of the wind. It's a different thing. Leadership's like that. You see the effects of it, but you don't see it. You can't measure it directly. Now, even measuring the wind speed is still an effect. It's not really – it's an effect it's having on the anemometer. It's not the, the wind itself that you're measuring. And so uh, it's – as a result, what you end up with is, is this, this thing that you can feel, but you can't describe easily. Okay, and so so what I'm hearing you say is like, for instance, when we talk about training, and I'm still trying to differentiate here, when when we talk about training, we're talking about an external force, basically, that says, yeah. here's how you do this, here's how you do this, let me watch you do that, okay, you do that, well, okay, yeah. whereas when you talk about leadership and self-leadership, yeah, you have a coach or a yeah. mentor, perhaps, 
yep. you're, you're reading books, which are right. basically telling you all of these things. Right. But if I'm understanding it correctly, what it really is, is that you take all of that information, internalize it, determine your values, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, and allow it to help you to become that individual that you always could become. But it's a matter of if you're not willing to read, if you're not willing to get some help externally, and with, even with the coaching, you've got those coaches out there that say, all right, do this, do this, do this, do this, versus those coaches that say, okay, I want you to read this book. Now let's talk about this and really ask key questions that are that hurt, yeah. that really hurt internally and cause someone to really go in dive deeply introspectively so that they start to come up with answers that are true internally for them. Is that the differentiation? Well, yeah, that's that's certainly a big part of it. The um, the thing that happens with that is, is uh, let me use another analogy for you real quick. Um, John Godfrey Sachs wrote a poem back in the 1800s, and, uh, and um, it goes like this. Six men of Indistan, to learning much inclined, went to see the elephant, though all of them were blind, that each by observation might satisfy his mind. And then it goes on. These six blind men come up to this elephant, and the one guy grabs a leg and says, oh, an elephant's like a tree, and another guy grabs a side, no, it's like a wall, and one grabs a tusk, and no, it's like a like a, a spear, and so on. And then they all step back, and they argue about what an elephant is <laughs> based upon their experience of the elephant. The reality is they're all partially right. They're all partially wrong. The problem with leadership is it's like that elephant, and we're all the blind people. And, and so from the perspective you're coming from, you're going to see that piece, but you're only going to see a piece. And so you have to gather all these pieces from all these other blind men out there, if you will. And, uh, and so uh, all, all, all of us like me, speakers, coaches, and everything else, we're, we're blind men with one, one perspective or another. And, uh, and we can guide you through the process if we understand that we're just coming from our one perspective. But here's the problem that I see too often. Somebody gets something and it works for them. They think that's what works for everybody, and that isn't how it works. How it works is because otherwise what they're doing is they're looking at the ear of the elephant, and they're saying, okay, this is what leadership is. And uh, they're looking at the ear of the elephant. They're ignoring the rest of the elephant. And so you, you get too many of these how-tos, and then they don't work for people. Because it worked for, for that person. It might work for a very small percentage of the population, but it doesn't work for everybody. And it doesn't work for enough people to really make it that useful except for a very small slice. So what you end up doing is is missing all these other pieces. And so you've, what I've had to discover is that I've got to have a very inclusive um, repertoire, a very inclusive model and a recognition that uh, that I can only see it from these different places. Now, I can stand in front of the elephant and grab the trunk for a while and look at it from that place, and I can go back and grab the tail and look at it from that place for a while too and, and, and get a better picture as time goes on. But that takes time, and that takes investment in yourself, and that takes effort, and that takes continuing to, to – to, I call it a quest, continuing to be on this quest lifelong. Because the longer you do, the better you get it. And the better you get it, the better you're able to communicate it. And, uh, and, 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 and the more you change inside, and the more you change inside, then people naturally follow you more. And, uh, you, you know, good leaders, good leaders appear to be natural leaders, but they're not. Um, 
in a very real sense, everybody is born a leader and then they beat us out, beat it out of us in school. Look at a playground of little kids and they all take turns leading the game, right? Um, everybody's fine. Uh, but you get older and then we get in all these little boxes and all this other nonsense. Now we have to unlearn all that stuff as adults and go back and understand what's going on. Uh, and and, and kind of in a sense, go back to, to the, the childhood model to some degree um, where we kind of take turns uh, depending on what realm we're in. And, and so as a result of all this, what we have to do is, is have a more inclusive model. See, we have this tendency, and like I say, it is programmed in us from kindergarten on, and, and you know, I mean, I've got a master's degree, so I've been to a lot of school. You've got, you've got a, a, a dental degree, I guess, and, and so that you've been to a lot of school. And, and we get programmed into a certain way of, of, of that whole process. And that process is incomplete. That process has its place. But it's incomplete. It has a whole lot more to do with the technical aspect of that than it does with the management of the leadership. Imagine your three-legged stool with this big honking technical leg and stubs, and you try to sit on a stool like that. You're on your backside on the ground, and you're trying to figure out why your life's on its backside on the ground, why you're on your third marriage, why you're on, why your life is on its backside on the ground, and your kids don't talk to you, why your life's on its backside on the ground, and, and you keep losing company after company, why your life is on its backside on the ground, and maybe you're doing really well economically, but your life is a wreck, and you're, you're, you're drinking your yourself to the grave or who knows what but the bottom line is is that all these pieces aren't together and you got to realize that it takes help to do this you've got to have help to do this we can't do it alone look anybody who who buys into the myth of the self-made man is bought a myth like i said because the reality is look at this okay didn't i didn't i didn't pick the cotton that's in the shirt I'm wearing. I didn't. I didn't weave it. I didn't, um, you know, sew it into the shirt. It took a whole bunch of people in a supply chain to, to make this shirt possible for me to get, and 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 uh, and then I just simply put it on. It's uh, um, it's it everything. Under, you got to understand that it is a group effort. This is why networks are so important. This is why so many aspects of these things all fit together. Um, you know, it really becomes such a crucial element to understand how to make that work. Um, you know, and, and so at the end of the day, that's really the process. And it alters you over time. And that's what you have to recognize. The other problem we have is we are conditioned into all problems are solved in 30 minutes minus commercials, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and we're totally conditioned into that. We were conditioned to that. When I was a kid watching the Mickey Mouse Club, we were conditioned to that, and, and on and on and on. Uh, you know, it, it, and we're still conditioned into that, into that thinking. That isn't the real world. That isn't how it works. Uh, uh, the problems aren't solved with the next, the next election cycle, the next president, the next whatever else. They're not going to be solved that way. Uh, it doesn't work. Uh, that's not reality. And so it, it's a much more it's a much more involved and it's a much more long term process. It isn't a magic pill. There isn't a magic fix. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The people who tell you that are selling pills. But it doesn't work. It's just placebos. So... One of the things that comes to my mind as you're talking about this is, first of all, you know, as, as I get out there and work with people, and, and I know you experience the same thing, you, you have different levels of willingness to listen and to be open. You have what, sure. what I refer to as a know best. You can't yep. tell them anything because they know best. All right. And, and as I'm thinking about our audience today that's listening and, and they're wondering, all right, what is my first step? What's that really important first step? From what I'm hearing you and what's coming to my mind is the first step is to really look at yourself and decide, are you that no best that you're not willing to listen to anything else because you yeah. think you know it all? Sure. And if that's the case, that's what's got to change. Because from what I'm hearing you say is we have got to be so open to everything around us. It doesn't mean that we have to adopt different cultural views no. or religious no. views or whatever that no. happens to be. No. But we've got to be willing to listen to to really expose ourselves to different thought patterns, different ideas, different philosophies, because who knows but what one of those philosophies suddenly rings true to us. Sure. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is this is the beginning of who I am and, yeah. as you're talking about. So, or who I want to be. Or who I want to be. One, yeah, one or, of who, the two. or who I, I was born to be or 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 whatever else. You know, it's I mean the, the reality is is that there are it's, it's like this huge uh, salad bar and you got to pick all the bits and pieces the ones that work for you uh, but if you aren't looking you aren't going to see them if all you're doing is going to in and out burger that has a, a 10 item menu and that's it you know then that and you think that's what the world is is that 10 item menu uh, you're sadly mistaken and you're never going to develop the kinds of things that I'm talking about because because you know I learn things from um, from uh, Buddhist friends and I learn things from Muslim friends I learn things from Christian friends I learn things from um, people of uh, different political stripes I learn things from everybody there is not a person on the planet including a newborn that I can't learn something from newborns teach you joy and uh, um, you know what do I know I've got uh, uh, four boys and four girls and and uh, 27 grandkids on the ground, two in the hangar, and a great grandson. What do I know? But uh, and I'm the oldest of 10. But uh, <laughs> bottom line, <laughs> you know, I don't know anything about that. But but uh, but I'm telling you that uh, that newborns can teach you something. Everybody can teach you something if you're willing to listen. 
if you're willing to look, if you're willing to find it. This is what you do because, because what you're going to find is as you listen to all these things and as you open yourself to all these things, you're going to find this piece that fits for you, that piece that, oh, that's the piece I've been looking for. Oh, that's the piece I've been looking for. What you're doing is you're getting another piece of that elephant. You're seeing that elephant from that other blind person's perspective. And you're, oh, now I understand better what that elephant is. That's what you're doing. Yeah, now it's a wall and a tree. Yeah. And now well, all of a sudden, oh, well, maybe it's a yeah. hose too. And Exactly. And, and, uh, and all these things. Uh, at least it's not a camel, which is a horse designed by committee. But that's, uh, <laughs> that's another problem altogether. But my point is that uh, you have to recognize that you're going to, you know, you have to trust. Trust that within you, if you're listening, you're going to see what's going to fit. You're going to find out what's going to work for you. Um, it's there. You know, I mean, um, it isn't somebody else's job to come in riding on a white horse and, and save my life. Uh, and I'm an idiot if I'm waiting for that. Uh, you know, it just it's foolishness. It doesn't happen. Uh, it's my job to, to look at that guy on the horse and say, okay, what does he have that makes sense to me? How do you get on that horse? Uh, do I want a horse like that? Is that, you know, whatever. And, and start asking these questions and seeing what fits and say, you know what? I need that piece. I, I don't need this piece of what they're saying, but I need that piece. That one works. That one fits. Now, here's where the song of your life and that changing chord of harmony comes in. Because the piece I rejected 20 years ago is the piece I need today. Okay, and that's what that's what I, I was going to say. Need it twenty years ago. Yeah, and so if I'm not still in the process, that's twenty years ago. It's forgotten, and I never, I, I, I block, I, 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 I dam up. I can't go any further because I'm not, I'm not open to revisiting. Um, and, and these kinds of things. Jim Rohn talked about keeping a journal. A lot of people talk about that's the reason you do it. It's because you go back and you say, oh, gosh, you know, I wrote that down, but I never really uh, it didn't really ring with me. You know, I don't know even why I wrote it down. But there it is. Or or you uh, I mean, certain books, um, I read them and reread them and reread them, you know, um, uh, Bob Proctor. I mean, he's he's reread uh, Think and Grow Rich, uh, uh, part of it every single day for 50 years for a crying out loud, you know, and uh, and and uh, still picks up stuff from that. Uh, why? Because the Bob Proctor today is a different than the Bob Proctor 50 years ago, and so things that didn't make sense then make sense today, and make sense within the process. The same is true with me. The same is true with you. The same is true with everybody. And, and, and I, I want people to understand that, and I want people to recognize the power because, because you can accomplish anything if you get all three legs of that stool running. So here's, here's another example. Uh, good to great, Jim Collins writes the book, uh, 1999, 85% of those companies have tanked since then, okay? Why? Here's the problem. At that, at that point in time, they all had three solid legs in their stool. And uh, but then what happened was, for one reason or another, the leader left. They died. They were replaced. The bean counters and the attorneys took over. Now all you've got is a technical leg and a management leg, no leadership leg. So here's your problem. If with the only a technical leg, you can only grow so big. That's as big as you can get. You can't get any bigger than that if only you have a technical leg. For one reason, uh, there's 168 hours in a week. You got to sleep some of them, and so you run out of time. Uh, you only get so big. You add a management leg, you get some leverage. And so now you can grow a little bigger, but you're still capped. 
Okay, and uh, with a leadership leg and a management leg and a technical leg, there's no limits. You can continue to grow and and continue to get things going. But the leadership and the leader themselves has to keep developing themselves. They have to keep developing other leaders. There's a whole lot of processes there that that have to be going. As, as if that goes away, and that's what happened to these companies, you go back down to the to the to the cap of uh, of just a technical and management leg, and so all these companies shrank. All these companies, Blockbuster's gone. I mean, a lot of them didn't adapt at all, and they, they turned into dinosaurs like buggy, buggy whip manufacturers did, and they're, and they're just gone. And so, you know, the, 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 the point is that, that you have to have those going. But if you don't have people that are developing themselves and developing that leadership leg, because that leadership leg is this ongoing thing, you know, systems, you put them in place and, and you don't have to change them very often. Uh, technical stuff, you kind of put it in place and it doesn't have to change nearly as often either. But boy, leadership's got to be a continual ongoing every day, every day you're working on it kind of a thing. Uh, and, and that's a lot of work that a lot of people aren't willing to put in. It's a lot of effort that a lot of people aren't willing to put in. But that's what creates the no limits life. That's what creates the no limits business. That's what creates the no limits is, is having those other two pieces in place, but then keeping that leadership one viable. Okay. So going back to the blind man, you, you can't even say, okay, now I, I get the leg, I get the trunk, I get the body. All right, that's me. I'm moving forward. And all of a sudden they close off themselves to everything else. It, it kind of goes back yeah. to they, they were gotta, no gotta, best with what they had. Now they're a no best because this is what it is. Yeah. And what you're saying is you have got to constantly, always be open and aware of your environment, read books. Always be open to new things coming in because yeah. all of a sudden you have to be flexible. Things change and you need to be able to take in new information and be willing to change as you find that that's what's going to take you and move you forward in the direction you want to go with your vision. It really, it really is. And, and, and you've got to be recognize a simple fact. You've got to go back and revisit the leg. <laughs> you've got to revisit the trunk. You've got to revisit those things because, because the first look, you only saw what you saw in the first look. Your eyes weren't ready to see what the second look will show you. Uh, your life and, and, and your development wasn't at a place where you could see it. it. You weren't high enough on the ladder. It's not in your vision. You don't know what you don't know, and you miss it. It's there. But you don't see it, and so you've got to revisit these things. So it's not just it's not just um, um, it's not just it's not just the next new shiny object. You see, it's 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 going back and dusting off and polishing up the old objects too. Uh, the new shiny objects have their place, but they're not the only thing, and and we tend to get attracted to the new shiny object. And and uh, forget about all this other stuff. And what happens then is is you just create um, um, a, a hamster wheel. <laughs> you can never make any progress. You're just running and running and running, and this hamster wheel is just going and going, and you're just expending all this energy and going nowhere. And that's uh, and that's what you can't afford to do. So ultimately. Uh, what we have to do is go back to that. There's one other point you made earlier. I'm going to come back to it, and that was uh, the idea of, um, of getting real. You see, um, also in The Good to Great, he talked about James Stockdale, who was a prisoner of war during Vietnam um, in the Hanoi Hilton and all that stuff, um, and uh, observed and wrote a book later about how people um, fared in that in that uh, horrific environment. Um, 
not unlike what James Frankel did in uh, in uh, Man's Search for Meaning with uh, Auschwitz and so on. But uh, but what Stockdale discovered was the people who did the best uh, were the people who were brutally honest and realistic about where they were, but still retained hope for the future. Those who just had this hope and so on and so forth, they didn't make it. Those who who got hung up on the on the brutal reality with no hope they didn't make it either the ones who made it and thrived in those environments were the ones who were brutally honest they said look dude i am here and this is where i am you know one of the hardest things to do is look yourself in the eye and you say you know what i got all kinds of problems in my life and i'm looking at the problem i'm looking at the source of the problem that's the dude in the mirror or the or the or the or the girl in the mirror whatever the case may be that's the that's that's the issue. You've got to look at that thing and say, okay, I'm the problem. That means the fix has to come from me, and so I have to work on on developing me. As we do that, we change. As we change, then other people respond differently. As other people respond differently, behavior changes, and so it's a ripple effect that isn't directly measurable. But uh, for example. Uh, um, Daniel Goleman talks about uh, EQ, emotional quotient. Uh, he's uh, depending on who you ask. I've seen several different studies. They say that EQ, point for point, is uh, 27 to one versus IQ, uh, point for point, as a predictor of success. In other words, uh, um, one point of EQ has has the same uh, success predictive effect as 27 points of IQ. Um, now, I've never seen anybody measure your leadership quotient. I don't even know how you could measure it, but if you could, my contention is it's another 27 to 1 over EQ. Uh, EQ is a component of it, but it's another 27 to 1 over EQ. IQ is a component too, um, but, uh, but, uh, but the LQ would be another 27 to 1 over the EQ. Uh, 27 squared is a lot. And so oh, yeah. <laughs> basically, in terms of a predictor of success, this is why uh, if you can get all three of these legs going on your stool and keep them going, um, there's really no limits to where you can go. And, 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 you know, the resources can be drawn in easily. Um, one other quick example. Um, uh, two years ago, this month, um, I'm finally feeling good. I've had cancer. I had four major surgeries in three and a half years. And I'm finally feeling good. I decide it's time to take my business to the next level. I, uh, um, the segment I was in tanked in 08. And, um, and I did some other things in the meantime, but now I'm uh, deciding it's time to go to the bigger places. I've got messages out here that the world needs to hear, and I can take it to them, and I can provide a very unique perspective on this elephant. <laughs> okay, And so um, uh, I make that decision. I call I, The first thing I do is, is I plug into my network, and I start calling all my friends who are in the places where I want to be that are speaking uh, at big venues and that are doing all those other kinds of things that I have done a little of, but not as much as I would have liked. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, some of the places where they go. And I, uh, I call them up, and, and I say, okay, this is, I want to go play in that sandbox. What do I do? They all said the same thing. you got to write a book. Well, I'd never written a book. I didn't know what the book was going to be. And I had to write a book. I'd read a lot of them. But uh, I made that decision, May of 2014, to write a book. And um, like I said, didn't even know what it was going to be. But 100 days later, I had 100 copies of that book in my hand. It was live selling on Amazon and Kindle. And um, that was uh, – now that's about September or so. And, um, and uh, uh, then from there, I found a coach. And on January 27th of 2015, I went number three. 
and it's still on the bestseller list today, 16, 17 months later. And, uh, you know, so how did I do that? Because I never read a book. I didn't know what the book was going to be. Well, it's because of those leadership skills. I was able to draw together a team and make this thing happen. And here's the, here's the interesting thing. Including that 100 copies in my hand, everything else to have the book live and going, my total hard cost was $632.46, including the 100 copies. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, I teach people how to do that. But the point is, uh, the point is uh, I did that. Now, my second book um, went through the same process. What happened there was uh, the first book, I get my very first proof copy. Uh, an hour later, knock, knock, knock on my door. Two little granddaughters that live close, eight and ten, come to the door. I bring this thing out like a proud papa, right? <laughs> I've shown them this proof copy. Tomorrow, you can go to school. You can be the only kids in your class whose grandpa's a published author, you know, thinking that would be cool for them, you know? The, uh, they kind of looked at it. The older one smiled. She says, is it a kid's book? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I, I said no honey I'm sorry it's not so after I picked my ego up off the floor I thought about it and I thought what a great idea remember you listen to everybody and and I thought what a great idea so I went out and I registered the domain name minimeinc.com because the first one is me inc me incorporated your life is your business the second one now is minimeinc what kids can't learn in school it's a leadership parable for kids and it's designed for kids 8, 10 and up Best to be read with their parents and or their grandparents because everybody who has reviewed it said the same thing. They said, this is a wonderful book for kids, but their parents need it worse. So, uh, <laughs> you know, bottom line is October 23rd, last fall, I make the decision it's time to write Mini-Me. Um, and um, 100 days later, it was a number one international bestseller. So I had learned some things to make that 100-day process uh, even more effective and more efficient. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the point is, the point is, those are, those are some of the things that I can help people do, but, uh, um, you know, I can speak about them, uh, teach people how to speak, teach them how to become a uh, recognized expert in their field or their industry, uh, how to make all these things happen in addition to understanding, because once you understand how to lead yourself, you can go anywhere you want to go, anywhere you want to go. And, and, you know, you said something that I think is really important for the audience to, to really, you know, bring into their minds. And that's this concept of immediate gratification. Because, oh, yeah. because what happens, and, and, and as we know, hey, we're, we're in an older generation. Uh, but as I look at my children, who are in a much younger generation, sure. there is that sense of immediate gratification. They want it now. And, well, and what can so did we when we were that age. I know, I know, I know. I mean, I mean, we can't blame it on them. We got to blame it on, on, on. Um, oh, it's our know, fault. Some, it's our it's fault. Our no fault, question about but, it. But, but, but my point is, my point is that you know um, the indoctrinations of of you know the media and and the school systems and all these kinds of things that again they teach you something valuable, but they don't teach you everything you need to know. Okay, They're so missing pieces. let me get back to this, okay, because we've yeah. just got a few minutes left. But as, as we go back to that, how does a person understand that, you know what, you're not going to make this change overnight. You're not going to experience this sense of self-leadership overnight. It's, yeah. it's an ongoing thing that is a lifelong, sure. maybe beyond, type sure. of development that goes on. How do you help people to understand that? Well, you know, I, I do it with stories. Um, 
to help them understand. When I was an engineer working for Boeing, I designed part of the space shuttle system. You know, the part that never broke? That's the part I designed. Okay, anyway. good for you. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but the point is that um, we had a saying about the Boeing baby. Boeing somehow thought that if you put one engineer on, on, on uh, you know, if it took one engineer to make a baby in nine months, if you put nine of them on it, you could get the baby in a month. Well, certain things just don't work that way. Jim Rohn used to talk about, about it uh, with the law of the harvest. He'd said you plant in the spring and you don't just sit there and watch and watch and watch and watch and expect to have a, you know, a field of wheat in a week. It doesn't happen. Things just take time and care in the process because if you don't water the wheat and if you don't weed it and if you don't kill the bugs and if you don't do whatever else, you're not going to get a crop. And so um, – uh, you know, it's exactly the same process as the Boeing baby or anything else. I use stories like that to help people to comprehend that things just take time. And the problem is you can't necessarily predict what that time is going to be because it's different for everybody. There are some things that I catch on with really quick and there are other things that I'm slow on the uptake. Um, there are – that's true for everybody. This is why you need people to help you. This is why you need coaches. This is why you need mentors. This is why you need uh, all this kind of stuff that we talk about is because somebody with a third set of eyes out here, a second set of eyes out here is looking at you from this other angle that you can't see. And they're seeing something that you aren't seeing. And they can help you with that process. And they can help you see what those roadblocks are so that you don't sit there and bang your head against it for an you know, an interminable amount of time, but it does take a certain amount of time. You can only speed it up to a point and the rest is going to be individual and unique for you. And it's going to vary depending upon the realm you're talking about. So for example, you might make huge progress in your relationships, but not so much in your career. You might make huge progress in your spiritual life, but not so much in, um, in your health and, and wellness. And, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it over a given amount of time, certain things are going to happen quicker than they are others. It's not a, it's not this amorphous magic pill, magic push button kind of thing. It just doesn't work that way. That's not the real world. And, and, and trust me when people say that this is what it works, run, because that's not how it really works. Run. It's a counterbalance. It's not a balance. Yeah. It's, it's as you say, counterbalance. It's really a harmony. It's, it's being able to understand that you're going to have different levels of sound coming out depending yeah. on what you're looking at and being patient with yourself, recognizing, for instance, you talk about health and wellness. Yeah. All right, I can get my business going. I can get my spiritual life going. I can get all of these things going. Health and wellness, all right, I've got some things I've got to deal with. But as you start yeah. to deal with those, that all of a sudden becomes more of the resonating sound. Exactly. And then you continue to work on these other things. Well, Kevin, this has been amazing. Uh, I really appreciate your insights. And, and I know that the audience is going to say, all right, how do I learn more about this? So where, where could our audience go to learn a little bit more about what you're talking about? Or if they happen to be a part of an organization that says, oh, I'd love to have this guy come out and speak to us, where can they go to get in contact with you? The fastest way to get in touch with me is learn how to spell my name. Uh, my first name is Kevin, but it's spelled C-E-V-I-N. I'm Kevin with a C, okay? Last name is Ormond, O-R-M-O-N-D. If you're familiar with Osmond, it's just like that, only with an R instead of an S. Um, so 
Donnie and Marie and all that kind of stuff will help you remember. You just change the S to an R. And uh, and so Kevin Ormond, and I have a website, of course, KevinOrmond.com. There's videos and things like that. You can link to my YouTube channels and see more of my stuff there. Um, you can uh, um, get my one sheet from there. You can get all kinds of, uh, you know, my speaker one sheet. You can, you can uh, access my books uh, from there. Um, um, you can you can uh, go directly to Amazon to get my books um, um, in um, in, in uh, Kindle paperback and um, the first one's also in Audible. Uh, the uh, so so you can get access to all kinds of information. You can you can watch presentations I've given. Uh, there are all kinds of things that are there and available. Uh, and then just you know you can contact me directly from the website. Uh, or you can uh, you can call me and uh, we can we can get in touch that way as well. Uh, all you gotta do is Google my name. If you can spell my name, you Google it. You gotta go ten pages to find somebody that's not me because I'm the only Kevin Orman on the planet spelled that way. That's why I gotta learn to spell my name. <laughs> and uh, and I assume this is kind of a see. bit of sense of humor with your parents. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it caused me a lot of fights growing up. But 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 the, the last laugh is is now on mine because <laughs> because uh, because uh, now I'm I'm the easiest person on the planet to find if you can spell my name you can find me i can't hide that's and, right and there's uh, nobody else with that name spelled there's that nobody else way. with with those two names uh spelled that way cool. there's other kevin's with a c there's other ormans but there's no kevin Orman. oh that's cool well so folks thanks for listening today and you know what when you when you have a chance re-listen to this on iheart and i hope you'll take the opportunity to begin your path of self-leadership and again, Kevin, thanks for sharing your knowledge with us today. Uh, folks, have a great week. Look forward to having you join us next week. And uh, so have a wonderful week. This is Dr. Doug saying over and out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Dr. Doug Radio on W4CY Radio. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern. Until next time, together, let's create happy lifestyles one smile at a time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.